Welcome to Songs and Stories, the Not For Musicians Only music podcast. Hey there, welcome once again to Songs and Stories. My name is Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories, episode 29 this time out. If you've been following these podcasts for a while, you'll know that I ended up with a whole bunch of really cool interviews back in December, and I've been trying really hard to to get caught up on them and make this thing as current as possible. So uh, episode 29 is going to be another one of my well, let's call it Christmas and Spring episodes. We'll be talking with Celette Swan and Roman Morikit, better known as the duo Gypsy Soul. Uh, before we get to that, let me cover a couple of things. First of all, I want to congratulate Joanna from Capitola, California. She won the autographed copy of the Keith Greninger CD, Glorious Peasant, by listening to last month's episodes of Songs and Stories. So congratulations to Joanna. I'll be doing a giveaway for this month's podcast, too. I think... I'll reach into the Songs and Stories prize vault and see what I have. I actually have some more little Spotted Mule promotional pins I had done for my CD. So if you want to enter the contest for April, listen to this podcast, send me an email, michael at michaelgaither.com, and mention the Gypsy Soul interview, or podcast 29, and I'll enter you in the drawing, and then in the beginning of May, I'll, I'll pull a name, and one lucky winner will get a Spotted Mule pin. They're actually kind of cute. So back to Christmas in spring, which is really only a few months ago. Uh, back in December, my friends Bev Barnett and Greg Newland were opening for Gypsy Soul at Don Quixote's Music Hall in Felton, California. And about a week before the show, I, to be honest, hadn't heard about Gypsy Soul. Uh, I, I guess the thing I always say about music, especially independent music or anything these days, because it's so spread out, is... It's really hard to keep up. Even if you're a songwriter and a music geek, it's really hard to keep up on who all's out there. So I went to the Gypsy Soul website, and when you go to the website, the first thing that pops in is a cover of Celette singing Nights in White Satin. And as soon as I heard that, I thought, I got to talk to these people. I wonder if they're available for an interview. So I emailed them, we phone called back and forth, and they made some time, and we got to sit and talk. And besides getting to know Celette and Roman, and um, and they're wonderful people, they make great music, besides all the, the fun we had talking, as you'll find out during this interview, we talked at a place, we actually met at the Butterfly Inn in Capitola, California, where they were staying. Uh, that place is actually pretty important to me, because 15 years ago, that exact same property was called El Salto Resort, and my wife and I were married there. And... Um, I met Roman and Celette there. In fact, the the cabin that we sat in and visited is literally standing on the grounds that were the grass where I got married. So there's just a lot of good energy in this place. It's overlooking the the cliffs in Capitola. And um, before we get to this interview, I'll let you know that on my site, there were links to uh, Roman and Celette's Gypsy Soul CDs and where they're going to be this summer. And I'm going to put links to the Butterfly Inn, if you want to check the place out, if you're going to be in the area. It's really kind of cool. Kind of a special place for a lot of good reasons, obviously. So, Gypsy Soul, they've been recording together since 1995. Their first CD was called um, Test of Time. And it, they got they drew comparisons to the Coors, Enya, Sarah McLachlan. And you'll hear a lot of that in 
in um, Solette's voice, but then with Roman's guitar playing, there's there's a lot of blues, there's a lot of other influences, and I think what I the one quote that I really pulled out of this conversation that I liked is what Solette said about the Americana genre. She said, I don't want to paint with just one color. And that's why I like Americana, because you can combine folk and country and blues. In their case, you can bring in Celtic. Anything you can put into the mix, you, you, you can, and it still sounds like you. So that's kind of, the, the I think, the freedom of Americana. You're not really pigeonholed into one thing. So this interview really kind of focused on their two Christmas CDs, Amazing Grace and Sacred. We'll hear a little bit about that because I was just, I didn't want to cut it out, even though it's sort of dated now. It's still talking about their music and what they do. But we're going to hear a couple of cuts from their latest CD, which is called Beneath the Covers. It's a mix of mostly cover tunes, things like I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For from U2, That Night's in White Satin cover, uh, there's a Chris Isaac cover of Wicked Game, along with a few originals. And, um, and then we'll talk with, with Roman and Salette. Also, you'll, they're, they're going to mention their, their new CD they're working on during this interview. And again, this is back in December. It's now almost complete. I talked to Roman last week to get some information on it. Uh, their new CD is called The Wonder of It All. It's going to be coming out on June 7th. So um, if you go to their site or go to my site, michaelgather.com, it's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. There'll be links to all of their stuff as well. So to start off with, here's a cover tune of, uh, well, I'll let you figure it out. It's pretty obvious once it gets going, but it's just a beautiful song, and it's a really unique take on a song you've heard a lot. And we'll hear a little bit of that, and then we'll hear a little bit of an original called Lovin' Me, and then we'll talk with Celette Swan and Roman Morikil. In almost heaven, West Virginia, the Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River, life is old there, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, it's growing like a breeze. Country roads take me home to the place where I belong, West Virginia. Man, mama, won't you take me home, sweet country roads? You said that you love me for all the things. That I am. But you tried to break me, baby, or to weaken me. Was your plan? And long before you, I was strong. I could stand on my own. Oh, it's taken me time to believe all these things I have known. Oh. Loving me, I 
So I'm talking to Slet Swan and Roman. Tell me about Come on, you can do it. <laughs> it's my own more kit. There you go. All right. Guess she looks more confusing than it really is. Well, you didn't see how I wrote it in my little notebook here. Ah. See, I was at home. Usually, I became really prepared, and I was trying to print out your bio and get some last-minute things, and my mm-hmm. computer wouldn't print. So I just took a shower, read the screen, and scrawled some notes down. <laughs> Good. That works. So, for the podcast audience, describe your music. I'm hearing. Celtic, some Americana, some folk. I'm a big Cowboy Junkies fan. I kind of hear that in your voice a little bit. Yeah, all of those things. I mean, that's kind of been the the issue a little bit with what we do. Like issue, that's that's a big word. It's not really an issue. Um, it is for the mainstream because they can't pigeonhole you. But right. we've never really cared. And they always say, "What think. kind of music do you play?" Well, it's kind of like this. It's kind of that's like, it. I mean, it yeah. kind of, it has jazz, blues, you know, folk, Americana, Celtic. Right. Um, the Christmas stuff that we're doing tonight. Probably has a little bit more of a Celtic flair, mm-hmm. just because a lot of them, the, the songs are, you know, a little bit more traditionally English. So mm-hmm. there's, we definitely nice. infuse that kind of mm-hmm. Celtic vibe to them, but it also has an Americana vibe. I mean, but to have all the flavors in our music, we don't want to be limited as writers. Sure. Why would you want to write? It's like, oh, you can paint with blue paints. Make the prettiest painting That's you good. can. It's I like, like that. Yeah. I don't want to paint with just one color. You mm-hmm. know, so. It keeps it interesting for us. And That's a great quote. It's not something that we consciously do. It's how yeah. we are. We have a lot of um, passion for different kinds of music. So mm. I think it comes out when and we're And we try to keep it cohesive in terms of when you listen to something. Yes, you'll hear different inf- influences of sure. um, stuff, but it still sounds like us. That's it. You yeah. know, we have an approach to things that you can you can tell it's us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there'll be some stuff. I mean, we do a version of Summertime as well nice. on the bass. Uh, you know, so it's... It, it runs the gamut. That's why I love the Amir Connolly, because I always say, when they ask what I do, well, it's not quite folk, it's not quite bluegrass, it's not quite country, it's not quite... Because plus I have a short attention span, so you can do whatever you want, just call it, <laughs> call it exactly. one thing. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, it's roots. It's, yeah. you know, exactly, yeah. roots music. Right. Yeah. And how did you two meet, and how long have you been, have you been playing together? We met in Scotland, uh-huh. uh, in Edinburgh. I was living there for about three years, and you, um, his brother, Roman's brother, was there, uh-huh. Dimitro. And I was playing in a group with him, and he said, you have to meet my younger brother. He's a bass player. You'll love him. And I did, mm-hmm. in all ways. And um, that was 17 years ago. And then we came to the States. We came to Canada first. I'm Canadian. Came, uh, okay. Went to Canada first. Mm-hmm. Had about six months there. Got married, and then came down to the States. And we've been here for 16, 16. years. Mm, Fifteen and a half. Yeah. And you're Seattle-based? We no, actually were Southern Oregon. Recently we recently okay. Seattle-based, and we just moved back to Southern Oregon. We had lived there for oh, okay. a while. Hence Gypsy Salt. I mean, we're yeah, kind of all works. over the map. It works. Um, but Southern Oregon, there's kind of a magic. You have the Northwest mentality, that kind of gentler kind of person. I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe, but people are pretty mellow and pretty community-oriented. Mm-hmm. But you have the weather of Northern California. It's like kind of a Sonoma, nice. Sonoma, I would say Sonoma, it's Sonoma. very Northern California, also in its people, mm-hmm. as opposed to a Southern California where it's a little more fast-paced and yeah. uh, people are a little more low-key. I think in in Northern mm-hmm. California and Oregon. I keep hearing and meeting more and more people from Oregon, and my wife and I need to get up that way. And yeah. oh, it's a great. It's a great state. Yeah. It yeah. really is. I mean, magical. it's really. You've got such a diversity um, politically, which you know, is you, nice. Which is absolutely great. Yeah. I mean, you have. You know the um, the conservative mm-hmm. edge there. You know you have the uh, you know the loggers and all this kind of stuff. And then you have mm-hmm. the environmentalists, and you know they figure out a way to actually meet 
in it's the middle. It's fascinating that it that. actually works. It's absolutely, in you Because that whole red state, blue state thing, it's like things are divided. Yeah, we're purple. Yeah. Oregon is I like, like purple. a purple state. Yeah, I like purple. Yeah. And, you know, even things down to the euthana- euthanasia laws, the um, highest minimum wage in the country, you're like, Oregon? A little hickey Oregon? And yeah. they do. They have the highest minimum wage. There are a lot of things like that that are really progressive. Mm-hmm. And apparently in 2009, they're mandating a, um, a statewide medical uh, insurance coverage that everybody coverage can afford for everyone in Oregon in this country. Yeah, in this, can you believe? <laughs> I know, which is staggering. I mean, it's, it's extraordinary. Yeah. There is which hope. It's there kind of an hope. issue oh, for definitely. us. The whole medical thing. It, is things a are changing. Issue. Things are shifting. You can feel it. And, I mean, we were just talking to Rosie about she's, you know, they're really um, promoting this buy locally, support your local economy, mm-hmm. this whole movement. And it's for us, it's super important. You know, we we support the local farmers there, buy organic food from people there that are growing it there, mm-hmm. rather than it sitting on a truck for. You know, two weeks before it gets to you, and you radiate it, so it looks pretty and right. red when and your the apple comes. And the fuel to get oh, it yeah. to you, that's right. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You support people locally, and that, everything grows from there. You build your local community mm-hmm. back. You know, because we've outsourced everything. Yeah. You know, our identity to a large extent. Uh huh. You know, so yeah. it's a cool state. I mean, I, I, and I guess where we are as well. It's just. You know, on a road trip this summer. Yeah, I tell you what, man, you have a place to stay. Have a place to stay. All right. And what town are you in? It's called Jacksonville, and it's a two thousand person town. And we're near Medford and Ashland, which are more known. Ashland's known for its Shakespeare and really fine boutiques and restaurants. And we have a little bit of that too. We're about twenty minutes um, west of them, but it's all orchards, vineyards. Oh no! It's just beautiful. We look at cows and mountains because you know we're on the road so much. We realized when we were in Seattle, it's not that we don't like Seattle because we love it. It's a uh-huh. great city. It's yeah. a great, you know, Washington's a great state. It was just, you know, we're on the road when we want to come home. I want to look at cows and sheep. I really do. You know, we're, we're with people and we have to be on uh-huh. all the time. And that is our, our life. And when we come home, it's we nice want to turn just, it off a little bit. Absolutely. It it's, yeah, it's really important for us. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I was raised, my wife as well in Watsonville below okay, here, yeah, which, yeah, which was like a cow town. Yeah. And, I go, and, you know... Now it's housing developments and sprawl, and oh, we have a Target. Oh, we have three Starbucks now, and yeah. you know, you, it's yeah. nice to just look at the cows and you know, yeah. I got yeah. a whole, got a whole song. for creative people. I got a whole song about that one too. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, how does that feed you musically? Just being in a small town like that, or I'm very visual when I I write. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I write soundscapes that I I see music in terms of this mm-hmm. you know looking at the ocean and looking at mountains and looking at lakes and forests that's i need to see that in order to feel creative mm-hmm. i can't i mean it's a different thing i just get angry when i'm in town i just write yeah. different kind of stuff and you know select <laughs> you know you get tense you're driving around yeah. with yeah. people you know it's a different kind of song it's a different kind of song yeah. but yeah i always say that roman paints the landscape and i i do the fine detail like mm-hmm. the flowers as a lyricist and and i get inspiration everywhere and anywhere i can be in a grocery line and overhear a conversation i'm like oh my god i have to write something about that yeah so it doesn't really matter where i am but i think for me just for peace of mind i feel more comfortable and relaxed in a place that's beautiful mm-hmm. and yeah. jacksonville is just it, it is that it's stunning and the weather's beautiful, and we have four real seasons. It's not which is important to us. Gray, well. light gray, or dark gray, like some places, mm-hmm. or hot and hotter, like other places we've lived, like yeah. Los Angeles. It's like we love the changing seasons, and that sounds yeah. really nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's lovely. Do for a vacation too. Yeah. You, and your your married couple dynamic it reminds me a lot of Bev and Greg, because they've become two of my favorite people over the last couple of years. The yeah, more I get to know them, and you know. You know, Greg's the guy. He'd like to sit, write music, be done with it. And Bev's always, always writing, always 
jotting down lyrics. Is that kind of similar with you guys? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm I'm always writing um, music, you know, whether it's for Gypsy Soul or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and Celette's always she's always scribbling, and she's taking she's actually a, an excellent photographer. Mm-hmm. As well, a lot of the stuff on on the website is Which her photographs. Which is why I have a camera. Yeah, she's. I mean, she really is. You know, there's a lot of people that can take photographs, but she has the eye. She can see what it is, and she crops. The composition too. Oh, it's amazing. She's really good at it, <laughs> and um, she's always doing that, which also helps feed her her lyric lyric writing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's she's not just uh, one dimensional in that in that respect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, well, photographs tell many many stories. If you take yeah. them right, and, yeah. And yeah. for many of our trips on the last CD, we'll give you some CDs on the, um, oh, beneath perfect. the covers. Most of those photographs are mine, and it wasn't from an ego sense that I had to have my pictures on, on the CD, but it was more that it told the story of the places we've been that inspired our performances on this CD, because seven of the songs are cover songs and three are original. Mm-hmm. And um, half the time, I'm, you know, that's why I need a camera with a good stabilizer, because I'm taking pictures out at 80 miles an this hour. One. Yeah. You know, and I want to get that scene, or the, the light is coming through at this gorgeous moment, and it's hitting this in this way, and they're out the car. Most of well, them are just... Sometimes you pull over as well, it's just like, oh, I got it again. But mm-hmm. most of the time, like, I'm yeah. just snapping away as we go. And um, so It's for, a video digital, too. You know, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I know, really. Really, really. You know, and I was never trained on real film, so I, I guess I don't know what I'm missing. I'm sure mm-hmm. for black and whites there's depth and stuff that you might be missing, but that may come down the yeah. road to learn. About yeah, that. as far as taking pictures too, if you're if you're if you're a photographer and a musician and you're telling your stories, you probably want your photos to go with them. Yeah, more and more I'm seeing that. Before it was, I just wanted to share that. Wow, while we were making this CD and and touring in different parts of the world, this is what we were seeing. Mm-hmm. I want I wanted people to, to experience do that little journey, and and ultimately when we put a DVD together, um, we have a lot of footage. We just haven't made a cohesive mm-hmm. DVD yet. I I want people to experience all aspects of you know I want people to see us when the we're good, writing. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That's why know? I love podcasts as well. And we, we used to do a few on the on put them on the website where we would just be about ready to record and we'd stop and do a podcast. So I want people to experience that moment mm-hmm. before stuff is happening or be with us when we're backstage or you know whatever. I mean, you know, in this gorgeous setting. Right. And know, we're actually fun. we're actually at the Monarch Inn in Capitol I had mentioned earlier. My wife and I were married downstairs 15 years ago before this so house was here. <laughs> wow, cool. that's amazing. There are worse places to be, I guess, but I, I yeah. can't. We're looking out at the bay. I'll take some photographs before we leave. And uh, I got off on a tangent. Oh, pot, speaking of pod, the thing, the thing I like about doing these is I used to do print interviews. Mm. And the thing about these, with, again, with your podcast probably as well, you just let it run. It's organic. Yeah. It's, you know. Right. Love it. It's not misquoted. It's just... No, it yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't even I edit watch, the by the way. I'm sorry to... To Scoggin. Yeah. Yes, oh, oh, very nice. Okay, are you driving the Volvo? Yeah. We have a Volvo. That's just really? scary. It's the whole Scandinavian <laughs> thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> it must be. Okay, what? Scan design. Yep. Well, it. I commute. It was like the, the, the compromise between getting a small car and a safe car. So yeah. We did the same thing. Yeah. yeah I've, had a, I've had a couple, and they worked. My last one ran. I had an old 240DL boxy sedan. ran to about 220,000 miles, and it got to the point where the, the part that broke on it finally was worth more than the car. Right. <laughs> then, well, you know, it's time to... We had the same thing. We had a 240, yeah. 244 yeah. when we first came in. Yeah. We've had maybe three or four. Yeah. See, Volvo's going to make a hybrid now. Then it'll be set. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah, we're pretty passionate about Volvo. Saved our life. We had a bad accident a year really? ago. Really? 
Yeah, a tree fell on our car uh, in Seattle. In Seattle. During the really massive storms last <laughs> the November. reason to leave Seattle? No. You know, it, it prompted, was a contributory factor. Yeah, yeah, it prompted the move, but again, we love it, and we mm-hmm. have a really wonderful base of friends and supporters there, so it was hard to leave. It made us reassess a little bit, I think. Yeah. I think it, it, it wasn't so much it made us leave, it was just where... I mean, you never know what's going to happen from one day to the next. Like, where do you want to be? Where were you most happy? Mm-hmm. And it, for us, it was Southern Oregon. Yeah. Southern Oregon. I'm going to see the place. Yeah. It really was. Stunning. It was just. It's. A, it, was, it has a thing. It's really hard. It's like this place. This place has a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard to kind of describe it. It's like, well, why do you like? I don't know. It's got a thing. You can feel it. Well, yeah. beauty, around. community. Yeah. It's all the things that yeah. I think people cr- seek, and yeah. they're craving that. And we all have to make compromises because of work or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kids finances, kids. Finances. So there's so many decisions that factor into where people live and. We are really, really fortunate to be making our living in many different cities and states, so we don't have to be in a particular place. Right, right. And we wanted to take advantage of that freedom and go, yeah, we want to be absolutely where we For were For as long as it lasts, you know, yeah. who knows. Yeah. yeah. Here's a question, too. You're in Southern Oregon now. Um, Based on the places you go and tour, is it a good base of operations? Yeah, I mean, it's great for the West. We're mostly Western states at this point. I mean, okay. we've got, we went out to Memphis this year and played Nashville and Me- Memphis. Um, but we're based primarily in the Western states, so it's like it's right in the middle. It's easy to get to Los Angeles, easy to get to Vancouver, yeah. Seattle, here, Utah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Utah. We do, we we do probably straight. about 13 states in the Western region. So really, it's 13 hours to Salt Lake. It's 10 hours to Vancouver, Canada, and 10 mm-hmm. hours to L.A. And then Arizona. We so, play. so you are kind of centralized yeah. Yeah. for the places yeah. you're playing. That's yeah. good. Yeah. 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 I've also got a pal who moved north of here. She actually left a couple of years ago. I just got her from her a couple of months ago. And she moved to northern Oregon, fell in love, and her, her fiancé, they were opening a, a crepe cafe bookstore, and they're putting in a small stage. And she called me, and she oh, said, cool. how can I get music going? And I said, well, and I hooked her up with Bev. and I'm, So I'll, I'll give you her contact Wonderful. information, too. Where, are they in Portland? Or? No, they're... She said it was about a few hours east of Portland. Bend. Even, Bend. It was close to Bend. Maybe Bend. But they're in a small town mm-hmm. that has, like, a music store. Oh. There, there's a music store, there's a folk society, but no venues. Wow. Maybe it's Sisters. No, it's it's, it's far from sisters. But I'll find out yeah, the information. It's curious, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd love to. But you said you want to come up here and play. I said, yeah, Heck I know some yeah. other people who do it. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, yeah, Oregon. If you if you look at Portland, Portland has a very vibrant music scene. Mm-hmm. And Southern and Oregon to, isn't that. And I bad. promised I'd go to Sisters this year too. I've been talking about it yeah, for three years. Yeah. Stunning up there. Yeah. We went this amazing. summer to Bend, and it's just oh, Bend. Is I could live there. Oh, so beautiful. Really beautiful. I'm really so beautiful. Oh my! I mean, it's just it's oh my god, beautiful. It's like it has that, you know, that mountain feel of um, northern Arizona, which mm-hmm. I love. You know, this, you know, the south in the 130. You can keep that. You know, the north yeah. though. You know, where you've got that kind of high altitude, six thousand feet. You know, Prescott. It's like desert meets alpine. It's, oh, it's an interesting fantastic. combination. Uh, there's a smell. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Love it. Going? <laughs> I can tell you what. <laughs> and really, we're not paid by the Oregon Visitors Bureau. No, and I've been like, <laughs> kind of like jonesing to get to Oregon anyway, so now I'm just like, i got to yeah, go. Perfect. Come on. Um, I know you're pressed for time. Let's talk about your music really quick. You have two Christmas CDs, holiday CDs? Yep. Yes. Yeah. We um, Originals, mixes, old English tunes? Uh, old English tunes, everything. Um, okay. Kind of robust. The, the re- Sacred, the first one we did, was it's kind of more of a robust Christmas record. Um 
you know, with Oh Holy Night, and mm-hmm. you know, it came upon a midnight clear, and, and you know, on Silent Night. So Very unusual. Movie. I mean, it's not that kind of saccharine, sweet versions yeah. that often kills Christmas tunes. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we. I've always liked the tunes, not for any particular, you know, religious um, affiliation of any kind. I mean, it's you know, the dogma of, of religion is a bit of a turn off but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we're not spiritual we play in a lot of spiritual centers mm-hmm. it's just a different thing it's yeah. just you mm-hmm. know new thought and all this kind of thing and unity um we affiliate and play a lot of places up and down the coast and actually we did the first christmas tunes we did it on a we were playing at a christmas concert in la and we just went why don't we just arrange a couple of christmas tunes and we'll just do them at the show mm-hmm. and everybody was just like oh my god you got to do a christmas album this is great mm-hmm. this is i i i love these tunes but i don't like the versions that i've always heard of yeah. them so that's I could see that. Yeah, you know. we wanted to kind of breathe new life into them, and and then um, we did a couple of original CDs in between, and then we just I don't know we discovered we some, other some other holiday songs that were more of the British type carols, like In the Bleak Midwinter, Wexford Carol, Coventry Carol. Oh yes, and those aren't as popular mm-hmm. in in sort of North America. But great tunes, beautiful, George haunting the world. tunes. We do a gospel rock version of Joy to the World. And yeah. So, and then we wrote an original well, for Amazing Grace. It's called, that CD's called Amazing Grace, and we wrote an original very called cool. The Snow, the Sea. And uh, it's very Celtic and like the Misty Moors. I can't wait of. to hear what you play tonight. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, playing, we'll be playing a, a bunch of them yeah. tonight. Yeah. yeah. I think with me, with Christmas carols and holiday songs, you know, my wife and I were starting our shopping beginning of the month, and we went to, to some big chain store, and then I heard... You know, the syrupy, you know, and I just went, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then, I don't know, I heard, like, I don't know, Sinatra doing one of them or a Celtic version of one of those same songs. And I went, wait, I like these songs. So did we. We were the same. It's just like, these are great When you're in a mall and you're hearing sort of like the syrupy version, you just kind of want to, like, you know. But then you hear, like, the nice version of the song or a different spin on it or somebody you like singing it. Right. It's completely different. Exactly. It actually really sorts out the men's um, from the boys, actually. Singing Christmas carols because mm-hmm. they're difficult. They're difficult yeah. to sing, and it's interesting when you listen to different artists doing versions of them. You can tell who can really do it mm-hmm. and who can't. It's like a, a popular artist doing a standard. You're like, oh my, that that you yeah. should have passed on that because you know just sometimes they they, they don't do lend thing, themselves you know? to a, a limited range or they you know like I found like, that out trying to play some of these it's like some I of them are that one. this one hard. I can do this one I can't do yeah like uh, the first Noel we do it in a range it's pretty hard and also uh, We, Three, we Kings. Three Kings that's a difficult and song and Oh Holy to Night sing. Oh, oh Holy, Holy Night, Night. Better, I mean that's a that'll kick your butt it's my favorite song ever in the world but it'll that song will kick your butt yeah. you know it's so fun we love it Sometimes going to be a workout. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, truly. <laughs> and then, of course, you only play them once, you know, for one month of a year. You know, it's just like I'm, I'm coming back to the, the versions and just going, what the hell did I do? You know, I'm trying to figure out the arrangements. I played a party at work yesterday, and, you know, we kind of mix it up with mine and then with some, you know, Christmas songs and holiday songs. And I had the songbook for the Christmas songs, and they were, I had to keep, you know, because you play them for maybe three times. During, yeah. you know, right. And then I go to mine, and we're kind of like, we're into it. There's a groove going. Yeah. And then go back, okay, Frosty. Okay, here's the... Okay, yeah. how are we going to groove? It really is. It's just, I, mean, I had a moment on the radio this, just now. It was just, we were playing in the bleak midwinter, and it was just like, oh, where am I going? Please let me get the... Oh, okay, I hit it, but yeah, you, I had a couple of clunkers on that one. It was just... Yeah, if you're playing it all year long, you wouldn't even have to think oh, about yeah, it. Exactly. It's muscle memory. Exactly. Right. It's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. And talking influences earlier, let's talk about um, Beneath the Covers. 
Mm. And I think when I went to your website, which is gypsysoul.com, and there'll be a link to it on my site, um, there's a string player that came up, and the first thing I heard was your cover of Nights in White Satin. Mm -hmm. And Bev and Greg told me about you guys, and I said, well, if they're friends of Bev and Greg, I want to go see them. And then when that came on, that stream came on, I thought, oh, we got to go. Oh, we just gotta go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, it was funny. Uh, so, but what, my question was with covers is like, do you pick a song you like, an artist you like, both? Both. Uh, yeah. Oh. It yeah. was both. We had a sort of unique criteria for this CD in that growing up on different continents, mm-hmm. the song or the artist had to mean something to both of us. It wasn't one just of the, one of randomly yeah. going through songs that, wow, let's do this one. Let's find a hit fun. song and cover it. It wasn't that at all. No, not and so it made it really difficult. We had a lot of friends and fans and stuff send in emails, well, you should try this, you should try this, and we're like, you know, it didn't mean anything to me growing up or to Roman. Like, it's got a click. Yeah. You know, Joni Mitchell had a huge influence on me growing up, um, less so for Roman. So he didn't. It, she wasn't as huge in England and didn't have mm-hmm. that kind of reach. And so we picked artists, our favorite, collectively, our favorite artist in the world is Daniel Lenoir. Mm. And, you know, producing a lot of the U2 and Peter Gabriel stuff, and I think Peter Gabriel's way up there, too. We did a Peter Gabriel track. We did Don't Give Up, but we ended up it ended up being eight minutes, and we took it off the CD. Cause we, we it, was had, I mean, it was just like, <laughs> it was just like, we love you, we love we you, we love you. We love And it took up Couldn't a lot of, track? No. took a lot of real estate up on the CD. Not bad. So that's on the back end. But it's a and, beautiful and, song. And, oh, yeah. It just melts me. Just that just, album. Because well, the first one, it was him and was it Kate, Kate yeah. Bush. Yeah, Kate Bush. So for Daniel and Wall, we did Stillwater. We did Beatles, um... Blackbird. Blackbird, which is just to me one of the best songs ever. And written. Take Me Home and Country Roads. Yes. If you can believe it. That's a I sleeper mean, which was, of a song. At man. first I heard it and then I went, oh, <laughs> this is really good. I mean, I, I love the song. It's a great song, but yeah. again, your own twist on it. Right. Yeah. We did and, a little more somber version. Yeah. Because that song to me, I guess for us, we wanted to find the essence of what we loved in the song. It was beneath and, the covers. That's why we called it beneath yeah. the covers. Like, well, and that song has some track. minor chords throughout. Oh, yeah. you know, and but it, he does it a little happy. Kind of sure. Thing. And you would think it's kind of an upbeat little song, but there's some there's sadness some depth and to that lyric depth. And sad, yeah, absolutely sadness. And uh, so we wanted to sort of touch on those feelings that we, uh-huh. you know... Well, the thing I liked about it is my beef with cover tunes is when people do a cover song just like the original. What's Why the bother? point? What's the point? Why'd you bother? You know, and you, all of yours have your own. And the U2 song is still what I'm looking for. Now it sounds like a gospel song. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thank you. I knew Thank it always you. was. Thank right. you. Yeah. yeah. And I love their version. I mean, it has, yeah, oh yeah. It has this intensity and power. It's just, you know, we were listening to it and just, got, you know, it kind of has that gospel, but it almost sounds like. You know, that kind of wistfulness of the Sundays, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of just that English jangly folk, you know, thing, mm-hmm. you know, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. But, it, you know, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. It's such a song. powerful lyric, you yeah. know. I mean, what exceptional just, writers. And it's usually one line. It's a killer one line that says everything. everything. And they can repeat it and repeat it because it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And you want to sing it. They're and brilliant. Just go, yeah, brilliant I get it. Writers. I believe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Well, tonight should be fun, and um, make it down here quite a, quite often if you can. Yeah, we'd like to. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, like to we're going to come back um, in April, May, April, May, because we have a new album. Something in the fall, and then hopefully for Christmas. So yeah. maybe three times next year. So what's the April album going to look like? Um, different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we're actually we're going to listen to our fans a little bit here, and they 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 really like. A lot of people discovered us because we played on the, you know, on the streets at Out and Wine Festivals for a long time, and 
in Northern California, it's how we built our fan base to a large extent. And a lot of people discovered us just the acoustic guitar and the voice. Uh-huh. And we're definitely doing some of the songs on this album just acoustic guitar and voice. Yeah. You know, simple arrangements. We'll have some of the more lush stuff because, you know, that's another aspect of what we do. But uh-huh. um, I don't know. It's our, our writing is evolving. And it's... I don't really want to say anything more than that. It's just... Uh, yeah. Well, just look forward to hearing it. Thank it's, you. Yeah, yeah we're, uh, we're looking forward to having the time at home to write. Yeah, I'm tired. We've been home maybe six weeks total since June, July, yeah. since we moved to Oregon. So it'd be nice to just have some, you know, grounding time to write. That phrase, downtime, has been kind of encouraging to me because I've been um, with a day job and having a band the last year and trying to, like, juggle all this stuff. I haven't really written much, and I thought, how yeah. come I can't write? And then I keep interviewing all these songwriters, and they're they're on the road main doing your day job and they, yeah. just, and they all right. talk about getting home and stopping and having downtime so it's oh, whatever's taking up your time and then you have to stop and, right and, and especially with what we do because you know Celeste is doing the press and you're doing everything we're doing everything when we're on the road so I mean it's like you you know the the challenge for us is is trying to stay in the moment and focused on the gigs that we're doing now as opposed to the ones that are coming up in a month's time or two yeah. weeks or two months time you know but you're constantly having to stay ahead of the oh, it's like you're you packing know. for a show that you're leaving for tomorrow and I'm booking for shows that are six months to eight months to a year away, and I'm doing press for shows that are a month away. And sometimes I have to go, where am I? Mm-hmm. What am Tennis. I doing this very moment? And I just have to get, and that's when, the second we get in the car, we let everything go. I've done everything I can do, and we're not going to do, we, you know, we check emails and we do stuff like that on the road, but it's really hard to run a business when you're in hotels and you know, so imagine. we do yeah. so much work. Go, 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 go. Sometimes till four in the morning, and then I get in the car, and he drives, and I'm sleeping. Uh-huh. And then I can kind of, then I hit the rhythm of the road. And then I'm in a different mindset. I'm in performing mindset. And then Saturday, we're, we're, it was our anniversary last month, and we're actually we just, taking our anniversary on Saturday. That's how yeah. busy it was. That day just was like, it came and went. We were in the middle of a million things, and we didn't, we couldn't stop. So we're like, we promise we'll find a day. And Carmel, you know. Perfect. Doesn't suck. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, enjoy tonight. Enjoy Carmel. Thank you. Thank you. um, Thank you so much. Thanks for coming out. Lovely to meet you. Likewise. Thank you. I think I need to get to Southern Oregon. The more we got talking about it, the more I kept thinking, you know, there's a lot going on up there, and it's a pretty good central location music-wise and climate-wise. In fact, I'm going to be up that way and... um, at the end of June of this year, we were talking during this conversation about my friend's place in Oregon where they're starting to have music available. Turns out I did some more, I found out some more information after I talked with Roman and Celette. Uh, it's actually called Colette's Good Food Hungry Minds. It's in North Bend slash Coos Bay, Oregon on the southern western coast. They're doing sort of a house concert series. If you want to find out more about Colette's Good Food Hungry Minds, uh, go to the podcast notes for show number 29. There's a link to it on my site, michaelgaither.com. I'm going to be playing there on Saturday, June 28th, which is a ways off. But uh, we'll get a chance to mosey through Oregon. I'm going to be in Reading and Oregon and lining up a couple of things. So we'll, we'll get to kind of see the area finally and visit a few friends. So again, that was uh, Roman Moriket and Celeste Swan, better known as Gypsy Soul. Their newest release is called The Wonder of It All. We talked about it there at the end of the interview, and I talked to Roman last week, and he says their release date is June 7th, 2008. And I asked him what was different about it, because during the interview they weren't really talking about it much. And he said it's roots here, because there's some cello, it's got more of an alt-country feel to it in times, but it's definitely a Gypsy Soul CD. So uh, 
Go to my site, find their tour dates, find their, their CDs, and go find their mailing list and, and find out more about it when it comes out. Uh, and uh, as far as tour dates, if you're getting this at the beginning of April, they're going to be back at Don Quixote's Music Hall on Thursday, December, excuse me, Thursday, April, um, Thursday, April 10th. Uh, they're doing a house concert for the Truly Music Series on Saturday, April 12th. That's in Campbell, California. And they've got a pretty big itinerary lined up. So again, go to my site, find their information, and click on their tour date link. And hop over to gypsysoul.com and look around there as well. So that's it for Songs and Stories 29. I hope you liked it. This talk with Roman and Celette of Gypsy Soul. Check out their music, too. It's really cool stuff. I've got a couple of CDs. I'm probably going to see them this Thursday and pick up a couple more. And uh, one more note about the contest. Again, I'm giving out probably a, a spotted mule pin to some lucky winner this month. So if you want to enter the contest, send me an email, michael at michaelgaither.com. I'll put you on my mailing list, and I'll enter you in the contest. And sometime in May, I'll draw a name, and some lucky winner will get a really cute little spotted mule uh, pin. I think for the next podcast, I'm going to take my, I, my comment about being a music geek one step farther. And uh, last month I was up in Nevada City and I did about an hour with uh, Wesley Robertson and KVMR. We talked about this podcast, my own music, I played some songs, and we talked about, you know, being an artist and a music geek and how it all kind of folds together. So we'll, maybe for the next podcast we'll um, revisit KVMR a little bit and you can hear some of that interview with, with Wesley. But uh, for now, thanks for listening. If you have any comments about this podcast, you can go to my site, click on the add comment uh, button or link. There's there's two available for Songs and Stories 29. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon, I hope. Take care. <laughs>